This episode is brought to you by BunnySlippers.com. Stay calm with BunnySlippers.com. You know what will help? Retail therapy. Why not buy some Highland cow slippers from BunnySlippers.com? These woolly bulls will keep your feet feeling snug and, well, looking damn cool. I have to highly recommend them. Excuse the darn out there, you know. This is a family show, or at least this portion of The Feet is a Family Show. This is Black Clock Audio Tales, and I am your host, D.B. Spitzer. We're going to be going with the third book of the Oz series, second book to have Dorothy. And uh, you might recognize some of this. As if, uh, if you've watched Return to Oz, you'll recognize some elements of this movie. And just to let you know, we're going to have some other stuff going on this month. We're going to have some Dave's Underground Goat shenanigans. Of course, we have Articulate Warbling all the time. Zach and Laura are currently reviewing, I believe, It's a Quiet Place. So you can check that out if uh, you want to listen to some British people talk about A Quiet Place. You can always find out more about what's going on with PGTTCM by going to PGTTCM.com. Checking out our back catalog. You can go there to find out what's going on with Dave's Underground Goat Shenanigans, any of Dave's other corner of the podcast stuff, things I do with Ken Height, stuff that happens with Zach and Laura with Articulate Warbling, this show, of course, Black Clock Audio Tales. Find out what's going to be happening in the upcoming months, and of course... People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. The whole reason any of this even started. My show about the Cthulhu Mythos, where I generally have folks like David Heath or Ken Hyde or some other folk come on and talk about whatever it is we're talking about. And I believe we're talking about Envers and uh, some Clark Ashton Smith uh, this month in... Um, People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. And of course, this month, we're talking about Frank L. Baum. Is that it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're talking about him and the Oz stories. We don't have any people going, hey, I'll talk about the Oz. If you want to talk about Oz books, if you are an Oz expert, if you love Oz so much, if you want to be like, hey, can I talk to you about the differences between the books and the movies? Like, hey, sure, send me something. You know, uh, and how do you send me something? Go to pgttcm.com and go to the contact us and remember if you want to let people know about this show go to the interwebs uh rate review subscribe wherever you do and follow us on facebook and instagram black clock audio tales pgttcm here's some book three uh ozma of oz the king of ev if there were any shifting rock-colored gnomes on the mountainside now they were silent and respectful, for our adventurers were not annoyed, as before, by their impudent laughter. Really, the gnomes had nothing to laugh at since the defeat of their king. On the other side they found Ozma's golden chariot standing as they had left it. Soon the lion and the tiger were harnessed to the beautiful chariot, in which was enough room for Ozma and the queen and six of the royal children. Little Evering preferred to ride with Dorothy upon the sawhorse, which had a long back. The prince had recovered from his shyness and had become very fond of the girl who had rescued him, so they were fast friends and chatted pleasantly together as they rode along. Bellina was also perched upon the head of the wooden steed, which seemed not to mind the added weight in the least, 
and the boy was full of wonder that a hen could talk and say such sensible things. When they came to the gulf, Ozma's magic carpet carried them all over it in safety, and now they began to pass the trees in which birds were singing, and the breeze that was wafted to them from the farms of Ev was spicy with flowers and new-mown hay, and the sunshine fell full upon them to warm them and drive away from their bodies the chill and dampness of the underground kingdom of the gnomes. "'I would be quite content,' said the scarecrow to Tick-Tock, "'were only the tin woodman with us, but it breaks my heart to leave him behind.' He was a fine fellow, replied Tick-Tock, although his material was not very durable. Oh, tin is an excellent material, the Scarecrow hastened to say, and if anything ever happened to poor Nick Chopper, he was always easily soldered. Besides, he did not have to be wound up and was not liable to get out of order. I sometimes wish, said Tick-Tock, that I was stuffed with straw as you are. It is hard to be made of copper. I have no reason to complain of my lot, replied the scarecrow. A little fresh straw now and then makes me as good as new, but I can never be the polished gentleman that my poor departed friend the tin woodman was. You may be sure the royal children of Ev and their queen mother were delighted at seeing again their beloved country, and when the towers of the palace of Ev came into view, they could not forbear cheering at the sight. Little Evering, riding in front of Dorothy, was so overjoyed that he took a curious tin whistle from his pocket and blew a shrill blast that made the sawhorse leap and prance in sudden alarm. "'What was that?' asked Bellina, who had been obliged to flutter her wings in order to keep her seat upon the head of the frightened sawhorse. "'That's my whistle,' said Prince Evering, holding it out upon his hand. It was in the shape of a little fat pig, made of tin and painted green. The whistle was in the tail of the pig. "'Where did you get it?' asked the yellow hen, closely examining the toy with her bright eyes. "'Why, I picked it up in the Gnome King's palace, while Dorothy was making her guesses, and I put it in my pocket,' answered the little prince. Bellina laughed, or at least she made the peculiar cackle that served her for a laugh. "'No wonder I couldn't find the tin woodman,' she said. "'And